Hello, friends. Alan Kirshner here from Eschatos Ministries. Since we went live with Bible Prophecy Daily, we have delivered a program every weekday to listeners. With a premillennial, pre-wrath, rapture focus, our Bible teachers are the best at helping Christians understand and prepare for Christ's return. Would you prayerfully consider your regular support of this ministry? You can easily do so by clicking the support button in the corner of the podcast website at BibleProphecyDaily.com. Thank you. You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hey, this is Marquis Laughlin. I'm your host for this edition of the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. And we're going to talk Christmas today. You know, very, um, very seldom. You, you go to church, Christmas time, it's filled. And most of the time, you don't get the whole story. What I like to do um, live is present all of the scriptures that have to do with Christmas at the same time, uh, put in a storyline, put in kind of a chronological order, and that's what I'm going to do today. So you'll have this to hear the, the the story of Christmas. Think about this. This is the most prophetic, um, uh, prophetically fulfilled event that the world has ever seen. There was more predicted about this event than anything else other than the return of Jesus. So why not take this story and use it during Christmas time uh, to share about Bible prophecy and to excite people about the certainty of Jesus's return, his second coming. And that's what we're going to try to encourage you to do today. I'm going to do that by reading the Christmas story. So if you haven't heard it all put together, this is a great place to hear it. The Christmas story. I will start with the prophecy from Isaiah and then go into some portions of Luke and all over the place. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, but they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him 
an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared." And Zechariah said to the angel, Well, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and, and my wife is advanced in years. I mean, and the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah outside, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. Now after these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Now in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Well, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel 
remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. Now, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. See, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Now, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, their shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born, King of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, Where is the Messiah to be born? 
In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now when Herod called, then Herod called the Magi secretly, and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Now on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's such an amazing story. Um, how many prophecies uh, are fulfilled just in the telling of it? Uh, people are reminded of all of the Old Testament verses predicting uh, this moment, that God is going to bless all nations on earth through Abraham's seed, that Abraham is going to, his seed are going to rule the earth. The promises to David to set one of his descendants on his throne forever. How would, how would we know how that would be fulfilled? Think of all of the misconceptions they must have had about this moment. How, basically how much happened that they never saw coming, even though they had the scripture, so that they only saw that it was actually Bible prophecy when they looked back. And that's what I'm always reminding people of, is that we we must remember there's going to be things that God does that we will only see in retrospect. We're going to read verses in the Psalms and realize that's exactly what happened today, um, like, the, like, the, like the disciples did. Um, we're going to discover prophecies that we didn't know existed that God fulfills. And I think that's part of the exciting thing about looking for God's sovereignty uh, everywhere and, and being able to testify to it. We're really, we're really filling in the blanks because I think most people look at what God is doing is um, every once in a while he's involved. And the scripture it doesn't look at um, the way God's activity like that. The scripture says God's involved in every detail all the time. He's written the whole story. There's nothing he doesn't know, nothing he isn't controlling, doesn't have his hand on, um, nothing he can't do. Um, there is no uh, partial involvement, like sometimes he, he has to multitask, so he puts the world down and goes over and works on this or that. And he doesn't have, a, he doesn't work like that. God does, is, a, is always working all the time. That's what Jesus says. My father is always at his work to this very day. And I too am working, um, that we should be reminded of that. There are no blanks or parts that God didn't tell us about. We have to go in. We have the luxury of going into the word and finding out how he told us about this ahead of time. So I encourage you to use this story, um, this Christmas during this Christmas time to bless your family and your friends and uh, people who are thinking about Christmas, uh, and to highlight how sovereign God is and how much he has showed us so much about what he is going to do and he tells us ahead of time. What a blessing. 
Hope to see you next year. It's got some great things on my heart I want to share and encourage people with. God bless you this Christmas season. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 